You may know today's guest not only by her amazing polka dot dresses, but also by the brilliant creative design she does, including those first responder stickers spotted across Calgary over the past few years. She is a true design genius when it comes to understanding how important connecting the visual representation of a business is with who they are as a brand. And lucky for you and for me, on today's episode, Crystal Reynolds of Crystal Inc. shares a snippet of her wealth of knowledge on how crucial it is for businesses to engage with the design process for real connection. Get ready to listen in as we dive on in to understand what if businesses engaged with a visual stylist. Hello there, I'm Lindsay Harrell, your host of the Businesses Are People Too, a podcast podcast. As a brand and content specialist by trade, mental health advocate and speaker through lived experience, and a quirky Canadian gal on a mission to bring more human back into our businesses and our communities, this podcast asks the question, what if businesses realized that they are people too? Now listen in as we explore the personhood of a business, uncovering what components, connections, and nutrients these live entities need to thrive as their true original selves. A labor of heart, of joy, and of connection. This podcast is for leaders who believe in humans. Now, are you ready to hear what could happen if businesses realize that they are people too? Great, me too. So let's do this together. Welcome, welcome to Businesses Are People Too, a podcast. With me today is Crystal Reynolds, and Crystal is the owner of Crystal Inc. and the creative brain behind the My Life Planners, bridging the gap between our online and print worlds. A career that began while pursuing a degree in kinesiology, Crystal uses her unique ability to see how the whole design must work together for the proper story to be told. Over 20 years later, and she has developed her own creative business that encompasses her variety of skill sets and interests. A passion for good design and balancing all the hats led her to publish her own paper planning system, the My Life Planning System. Her original title as a graphic designer doesn't really resonate anymore. Descriptions like creative collaborator, design partner, big picture thinker, and visual communicator seem to better align. She can't really pick one, but what she can do is creatively help clients get things done. Now, Crystal works with organizations that adjust to the changes their industry throws at them by choosing to take the lead in their own story. They avoid, or at least question, the latest marketing trends and instead create their own opportunities to account for social and technological changes. She understands that resiliency in business and life is necessary for growth and staying relevant. Now, as a born and raised Calgarian from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Crystal has observed that her province's dependence on one core economy is not a long-term solution. Her creative mind doesn't focus on sticking to what worked in the past, 
but instead on how we can translate skills and resources for new directions. Even though Crystal started out focusing on print design, when the digital world evolved, she chose to evolve with it. Embracing the elements of print by marrying them with digital marketing and communication platforms is how she helps her clients share their stories and connect with those they aspire to reach. Crystal, welcome. Thanks, Lindsay. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. We, we all of us are super excited to have you here. Now, you and I have known one another for a few years, uh, have had our own adventures together. So I know you fairly well, but I'm wondering for our listeners, if you can tell us just a, just a wee bit about yourself and what your journey has been into business and business ownership. Uh, well, uh, basically, I mean, if I'm going to start at the beginning, I mean, that bio is so great. <laughs> it's a really good example of where, <laughs> where I am now. Mm -hmm. um, but where did I come from outside of being born and raised in Calgary? Um, my parents, my parents are the salt of the earth. And they ended up in Alberta from Manitoba because of the pipeline economy. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was back in the 70s and 80s. And that was the world that I felt like the world was my oyster because of kind of the progress that the world was making, especially as a, as a girl, you know, the idea of being an astronaut was obviously an option for me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as far as who I am, um, I love science, hence I mentioned the astronaut end of things ever since I was a kid. I mean, reading Scientific America magazine is fun for me. Um, and when I think back on that, especially because where I am now, completely different paths. <laughs> a little um, bit, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, the idea of wonder and awe of learning around the world, learning about the world around me, basically. So, um, so yeah, that was sort of a little bit about who I am. Um, through school, I mean, I dove into sports. Um, I love the sense of community and team support, collaboration, that kind of thing, pushing myself, learning skills. And then I thought I, the idea of a career in sports and fitness appealed um, because it would combine like an active lifestyle with work, you know, two birds, one stone. Mm -hmm. Hence that got me into kinesiology. So yeah, I pursued it. I thought, you know, I'll be an athletic therapist. You know, that's what I want to do. And I just felt like an overqualified water boy, <laughs> kind of like the role. Right. It really didn't click for me. I mean, there was a football player ran up to me <laughs> this can you fix this turns around shows me his finger it's dislocated and I'm like yeah no I'm like calling for my teacher <laughs> come fix this I think um, I'm in so, the wrong program <laughs> but I was in the right place I mean uh, while I was a student I uh, actually started working with in the campus rec department mm -hmm. and the athletics department and that led me to marketing and I had an opinion on how things should look and um my, I was lucky. I mean, I had supervisors who said, okay, fine, well then go do it. And, and being an employee at the university allowed me to actually tag into um, continuing education courses. Mm -hmm. So that's where I learned about communication, design, software, and all that, that sort of thing. So while I was there, I started to just sort of like flex my freelancing muscles and people got to know me or knew me that I could do design stuff. So I started freelancing on the side. And then that led to being actually tagged into work at a fitness club downtown, managing member services, doing their marketing. And 
yeah, I was there about three months and I was over it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, the job had a, a big range of roles and responsibilities, but one of them was managing um, customer service and the complaints over not enough fresh towels. And I would get so anxious over that. And I'd be like, okay, this is really stressing me out. They're just towels. So I just, uh, freelancing seemed to be something that was on my mind, having kids. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to go have kids. Because <laughs> uh, if I'm going to stress out about something, I'd rather it be something that actually matters to me. So um, I have two beautiful girls. And along the way, I, uh, I just sort of developed and grew a freelancing creative studio and uh, started out sort of as kind of doing everything. Um, figuring out what it was I loved. I mean, like you said, I, I, I love the uh, print, like print is sort of my forte. The idea of coding and stuff like that is like, okay, that's too much. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So as far as my journey, I mean, and it's basically, it's 20 years later. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's crazy because I mean, where I started out, I mean, I could have never envisioned where yeah. I'd be. Yeah, no. And it's it's funny though how, how what our interests are when we're young and even what we go for school for if we still don't end up there in the end of the day but it informs where we go and how we use what we've learned in school in today and, and what I find really interesting about you in particular other than a lot of things is that um you use this kinesio when you and I initially started talking about well what should we talk about on the show you brought up the kinesiology degree and how that really impacts your work and why it makes you super um, awesome to collaborate with uh, uh, to help companies share their story and it's because you are able to see well how does everything work together you may not have been able to get that dislocated finger back in because no yeah. No. Um, but you are you, you you take that you took that understanding of how does this all work together and then you moved it into another area that you yourself could thrive in. And and that I think is at the end of the day one thing that's huge about business and what you do in business uh, for businesses is that you allow them to see what this whole is. Is that fair to say? Yes, um, I may not know all the answers, but I do know where, what questions to ask and where to find them. So. Yeah, yeah. And what you just said is beautiful is um, no one knows all the answers. Yeah. But so long as we're able to ask the questions, we can find how the whole fits together and can move forward in a yeah. way. It's kind of like as a team, you collaborate, you work together and everybody has their skill sets and their, their insights that the, kind of help with the end product beautiful yeah now (laughs) nicely segueing into the next question not really but I'm going to make it segue is you know speaking about the company as a whole how you see things as a whole uh what then um because you're very good at helping helping companies visually tell their story and find that visual capacity of hey this is who we are um but what, in your opinion, does a company's visual uh, representation indicate about their business personhood? 
And then how, how do you help them with this? I guess when I, I, when I think of a, a person and how they want to look uh, visually, I, I sort of align that with say a stylist and the outfits you're wearing. Um, every kind of industry has its own kind of uniform look and feel. And obviously your visual needs to represent the industry that you want to, you know, be working in. Um, you know, khakis for tech, suit and tie for corporate or quirky for creative, that kind of thing. So you have to make sure your visual actually represents what you do so people can easily recognize who you are and, and what it is that you, what service or offering you kind of provide. Um, I mean, ultimately what you wear is, it's an introduction to who you are, what you stand for and what matters to you. Um, yeah. Mm, I love that. So it, it, it's interesting though, but that you have, that you break down like quirky for creative or corporate, uh, suit and tie for, pardon me, suit and tie for corporate, um, right. particularly as this world is changing more and more, um, as our lives become more blended almost. Um, but I'm wondering, you know, what, what do you think happens or what does happen when there is a breakdown between the design and the business's story? Um, and interestingly, inter interestingly enough, that's a word, you hit on these ideas of we have in our own head an idea of what certain industry should visually look like. So there's, I want to unpack that a little bit too, is what happens when there's this breakdown between design and the business's story, but also what happens when the business's story doesn't align with what we have thought they should visually look like? Well, let's just start with kind of where my <laughs> head was question. at with yeah. the disconnect, um, basically. So um, if you want to be taken seriously, say you want to be that corporate suit and tie, but if you're haphazard and you just dug out a shirt out of the laundry bin, it's wrinkled, it's verklempt, um, that's what your brand looks like. You're not looking, look, looking like that professional look. So, for example, in design, if you just kind of went into Word and typed up a couple of, you know, words and, and there's my logo, it's exactly what people see. And they're going to say, oh, he just typed that up in Word or did some Comic Sans font. You know, that's every designer's <laughs> Uh, don't go there. Most um, favorite font, I'm sure. <laughs> no. Yeah. Comic Sans was designed for <laughs> comics. <laughs> if you want to be a punchline, then <laughs> use that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and and sometimes uh, when it comes to your the visual look that you have, it, it's got to connect with you know who's looking for you. Um, if, if someone does have something in mind and they don't see it, they're going to skim right past who you are and what you do. Um, so you kind of miss that, that, that connection. Mm. Um, and I mean, you talk about stories, if, 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 and especially these days, story is huge in design. It really, um, it connects with people. So if your story isn't really, um, aligning with what someone sees in their world, then they, they'll dismiss you, even though maybe you are the answer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but they don't get that. 
they're missing that kind of connection. Um, and people don't like to read. So you really got to bring in a visual story in a visual way, along with content as well. Like it, it is a marriage of the two, but visual is just as important, if not more, because attention span is so short, so short. Mm -hmm. So you really need to kind of uh, just invest in it a little bit. Um, yeah. I think you, you, you hit a really good nail on the head. Yeah. You hit a really good nail on the head here, Crystal, with um, when you said it must connect with who's looking for you is that it's that, you know, we can, and I run into this a lot of the time as well from the branding perspective of, but this is what I want to say. It's well, that's great. I like that you have this commitment and this passion to how you feel you want to represent yourself. At the same time, though, we have to consider who is actually looking to connect with you? Who is searching for you? And are you thinking of that? Uh, because that also, how we look, what we say, um, all of that ends up impacting how we serve. Well, and, and comfort level, like I kind of like, you wanna be approachable for who you wanna reach. Mm -hmm. So if you kind of come out looking stodgy and you're saying words that someone doesn't understand, they're not going to feel comfortable talking to you. They're not going to reach out to you because they're like, I don't really feel like I'm welcomed. Mm -hmm. You know, like design is kind of creating that um, welcome mat to the, mm -hmm. you know, welcome mat to your business. Like, come on in. Um, if someone looks at the uh, facade and sees this high-end designery thing, you know, like the really tight tight skirts and high heels and but they're walking around in their you know crocs and yoga pants they're going I can't I can't go in there mm -hmm. so I need to so you got to make sure that if you want to reach those people you need to you know make a space for them to feel welcomed and comfortable yeah um, yeah no that's 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 huge and 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 that goes right into that you know if there is that breakdown design design if there is that breakdown between design, oh my golly, and a business's story, you know, can you, what do you think would be that bigger impact, you know, in terms of the business and the community connection that they're trying to serve and, and be a part of? What's that bigger impact if there's that disconnect? So what's the impact if they don't make that connection? with the community. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not going to thrive. You're not going to grow. Um, you'll, yeah, you won't be, I don't know, is it kind of obvious? <laughs> um, but here's the thing, yeah. you know, just because it might be obvious to some people, it might not be obvious yeah, to others, right? I mean, I'm not an engineer. And so engineers can see something and say, well, this is obvious. I'm like, I didn't go to school for that. It's yeah. not obvious to me. So saying that, so it, it's not obvious how a business's visual identity, um, if there's a disconnect, will impact the community connection, right? Is There's that whole trust piece that must be built. And that's something that you do. And you do that yeah. beautifully with that visual story and connection. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like if, if a business tries to do the whole, you know, the field of dreams things, build it and they will come mindset. 
you're, it, it, life is not a movie, right? So you need to kind of reach, you know, get go to where the people are. You got to meet them where they are. Um, and, you know, when you make that effort in authentic and real ways, it'll come back to you. I mean, that was, that's been my experience in my 20 plus years of, of working for myself. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I like to work with businesses that impact community and, and grow. Um, Cause I mean, we're social beings and that's what we're experiencing right now is how important being social is a part of who we are. And if we can't, that it really, you know, it, it hurts us. So, um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, being able to connect with the community it, as, as a business, as a person, it gives itself a sense of a purpose, mm-hmm. right? mm. which, which translates into, you know, what a company can do. If, they've, if the people who work in the business and the organization feel like they have a purpose and there's a value to what they do, and the easiest way to see that is by seeing it, you know, the impact they make on the people around them. So if there's no purpose, they're just going to flail and they won't really kind of get anywhere. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. If you pay attention to it. <clears throat> now, that said, though, because you, the, the, that, that is, that's a great, um, great way to then ask, so what then can businesses do to assess whether they are actually being intentional with their design and online marketing? or if they're just reacting haphazardly, not really caring. So what can they do? Well, first of all, is to respect that maybe they're in a bubble. I mean, they're so focused on the inner workings of their own company, you know, getting the job done, serving the clients they currently have. Um, They don't necessarily have the capacity to get that outside perspective. So um, that's when you bring in a consultant, right? Like you bring in a stylist to help you out I want to look this way. They know where to buy the certain kind of clothes. They know what clothes fit for what you need. No different than bringing in a creative um, to come in and say, okay, so where do you, like, you know your business and no one is disputing that. No, a, a good creative isn't going to tell you what to do. What they're going to do is they're going to hear what it is that you, the impact you want to make and what it is, you know, that your product or service does and they're gonna translate that into visuals. They'll translate that into working in various platforms, digital, media, print, um, to connect with the people where they are. So there'll be that bridge you know, between that gap of your business and meeting where you're, you know, who you wanna reach, your customers and your clients. So the smartest thing a business can do is kind of own up and just sort of delegate or bring in and partner with somebody um, to, uh, to give them that insight. Uh, maybe a business does have their own internal marketing team. Um, and it all depends on the size. I mean, there's so many different, there's startups, they're, they're just trying to, they're one man shows wearing, wearing the hats. So sometimes, you know, bringing in a consultant really helps. Um, if you're a very large corporation, yeah, you would probably have your own in-house marketing team, but it's amazing how even in-house marketers could kind of get in a bubble and they just still don't see the world outside of what's going on, or they're so focused on communicating within the company, um, out, communicating outside of the company is when they bring in agencies and designers to kind of help them bridge that gap as well. How, um, how can we be brutally honest with ourselves in realizing, 
hey, maybe we are in a bubble. We're, we're stuck. We are legitimately stuck. We just don't know. How can we be remove our ego to get that clear on, I need someone help now, now, specifically now. Oh, I've worked with so many different types of clients, those that are creative, those who kind of value and they just, they love delegating, just do it. It works. That's great. Um, and I, I find the best collaborations work. I've, I mean, for myself, when I work with, with, with a company or a client, um, I, I, it's always better, like a direct, the creative with the actual decision makers they need to be a part of it. The more people you put in between you and the, you know, in, in, and that collaboration, like I just recently worked for a client who had a staff of three or four in between us. And in the end, he's like, I don't like this. They're doing things that I don't agree with, but that you're doing what they're, you're doing what they are telling you to do. So he's, he, he said, screw it. Like, I'm going to work with you and we're going to finish it. Mm. Um, communication um, and getting that message directly to the creative is really important. Um, so a business leadership needs to respect that. Either trust your staff to make the calls and not micromanage um, is really important. And to be open to trying something new, but as well as being open to um, to ideas as well. Like, I don't want to create a design or a marketing campaign or anything like that for a client that they're not happy with. Um, I mean, sometimes like I've done work for clients where it was a, a committee for a provincial organization and I worked directly with the administration. They loved the design. They went and pitched it to their 20 plus uh, committee members. They hated it. But, he, but the administration loved it. So they brought me in, right, to come in and say, okay, so, and I walked them through the process. They needed to be part of the process. They needed to understand where you began and why you ended up where you ended up. You can't just come back, say, I need a logo. And then you just come back, here's three, choose some. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, but how did you get there? I don't see the connection. Um, so understanding a business needs to be a part of the process. Um, if they want to do just an order, like, you know, go to 99 designs and just sort of pick a logo, like it's a, or get some AI software out there to create a logo for you. <laughs> hey, that is going to reflect on who it is you're trying to connect with. You don't care about it. So um, yeah, well, I could go down a rabbit hole with that one. I think one thing that is key here is the engagement for the buy-in. I yeah. mean, if, some, if someone needs to understand, well, how is this our story if they have not been part of that collaboration process? And so by having you go in and say, this is what the engagement was, you're giving them that story as well. And they can buy into the, the visual aspect way more than just a slap in the face of, well, this is your choice. It's a no, I, I, right? And, and, and I love that because people are then just way more tied to it organize it, it becomes it goes through the whole organization of of to here's where we were here's where we got to here's where we're going and and that and everybody can be a part of that then as opposed to here's our new design well i guess this is where we're going now and it's huge because that creates that connection to the business that creates the 
better engagement of having the business in the community of building those relationships like it's 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 a beautiful thing that you do to be able to in a sense if everybody involved the company relates with it everybody in the company relates with it there's more buy-in and -hmm. consistent use of what it is that you've created if someone doesn't like it they don't use it in their in their communication materials or it'll or they won't use it correctly um which sort of dismisses the whole point of consistent brand messaging mm-hmm, mm-hmm. absolutely and by by having that that tire connect that tire that higher connection to it is just right throughout the whole organization is well now i know what i'm doing this is something i'm proud of I don't, I'm not going to mess it up. And the leaders as well uh, within the organization become very committed to saying, this is how we present our image. This is how we are visually telling our story. Um, and I can, I can think right back to one of the first uh, jobs I had at a university. And that was one of the biggest things they taught us too, you know, was this is our visual. This is our logo. This is what you do with it. And if you do anything else, that's not okay. Yeah. So, exactly. so yeah, that's huge. And it is, it's a consistency thing because that then builds trust. Oof. Crystal, you're lovely. Oh, thank you. Um, we have one little last question here, but before we do that, I'm wondering where in the world can people find you online? How can people connect with you, my dear? Where are you? Well, I basically, my website is crystalink.ca. That's C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-I-N-K.ca because, you know, I'm all about print and paper. So I love that ink. Um, And then on social, I actually connect that the same. So it's crystalinkca on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as LinkedIn. Awesome. And I will absolutely be sure to include all of those lovely links in the show notes so people can um have easy access there as well thank you my dear all righty we are coming very quickly to the end of our time together so i want us to play so i'm wondering in your beautiful mind of opportunity and possibility what do you believe would happen if businesses realized that they are people too they'd realize uh, they're not perfect. Just like a human, you you birth the idea. Um, you, it the company builds strength as it grows. Its life journey is really about the struggle of change. Um, you can come up with goals and a vision, but you need to be flexible to the world around you. Um, so just like your outfit, it's got to be flexible for the seasons of change. So when it comes to visuals, um, don't get mired into what always was. Think about what could be, you know, like uh, a good visual needs to be flexible. It needs to grow with you or you need to clear it out of your closet and do something fresh. Hmm. Oh, I love that. What a beautiful way to, to, to tie it all off, my dear. Thank you so much for joining us today. You are an absolute pleasure. And just thank you. I, I feel yeah, so, yeah. so full, 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 full right now. Thank you. It's a wonderful way to uh, work my brain <laughs> first thing in the morning. 
Well, anytime you want to have an opportunity to work your brain first thing in the morning, you know, you know where I'm at. And yes. listeners, you can also know where we're at. <laughs> Anchor.fm slash businesses are people too. And as always, just thank you everyone and big hugs, big love and keep being your most awesome self. Until this conversation with Crystal, I truly never thought about how much designers are like stylists for the business body. Crystal's ability to engage companies with their design because of her ability to connect with both the business and who is looking for that business while still informing on what they actually can do is so unique. And it's a talent not to be underestimated. Thank you, Crystal, for your insights. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in to start understanding just what your own business personal style is. As always, you can find all the links Crystal highlighted in her episode show notes on anchor.fm slash businesses are people too. Now, until next time, my dear, dear friends. Oh, hello, Lindsay Harl here, just to say a huge thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of Businesses Are People Too, a podcast. It's listeners like you who are going to change the way business is done, bringing real human connection back into our businesses and our communities. If you believe that businesses are people too, and are curious about how you can add more human into your business, brand, and values, then let's chat so you can take action that actually matters to you and your people. Simply email lindsay at therightharl.com or find me online at www.therightharl.com. This podcast would simply not be possible without you. So, to never miss an episode of Brilliant Minds We're Going to Learn From, be sure to subscribe and listen on your favorite podcast platform. You know, either Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Of course, if you really enjoyed this episode, you would make my heart do a wee giggle if you left a five-star rating. Now, until next time, big hugs, big love, and have a most awesome day.